Hello, and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games, whatever. I am Jordan. With me is Luke. How are you doing, Luke? What's up, everyone? What is up? You know, I, I don't even know. I'll, I'll, I uh, went to Disney yeah. <laughs> just a couple days ago. Isn't that um, there you crazy? Go. Um, I thought I would give a report on this. Because we kind of wild. went to Disney. We went to semi Disney. What's semi Disney? <laughs> went to Disney Springs. Oh yeah, that is semi Disney. <laughs> how was that? Um, not great. What was what, how, what was your experience like? I found wearing the mask to be absolutely awful. I yeah. thought it completely ruined being there. And I don't know if it's just me, like. I know like I think there's like a fainting history in my family mm. and I started feeling kind of lightheaded so I don't know yeah I'm not gonna make a big thing out of it but I, I didn't feel great so it's just being outside as hot as it is it just it was too much for me when it's at like when it gets to like the upper 90s as far as the how hot it gets and the elongated period of time and you're like huffing and puffing walking along the park. Yeah. yeah, it does start to, um, I didn't really notice it that much until we got there at like 11 around two. I was like, Ooh, okay. So not too much longer Amber and we'll leave because at that point I was like, yeah, this is, mm-hmm. it is very much cause it's like an extra heat source on your face. And so when you're just yep. walking, in there so we we made the decisions not to stay a super long time but uh the experience itself was uh pretty good uh what i think a lot of people don't realize is just how heavily uh, at least at epcot where we went the the capacity is reduced like greatly like there also just doesn't seem like there's well you know i mean i didn't see what you saw but at least in disney springs it didn't seem like there was that many people trying to get in yeah. i mean it wasn't dead but it certainly wasn't anywhere near you know when i went there what 6 months ago 8 months no it was last year so maybe a year ago like a year ago somewhere around there like late summer last year mm-hmm. i went yeah like um I don't know. So for those of you who don't know how it works is if you're getting a ticket or your pass holder or whatever to get into the parks, you have to reserve a day. And then after once they reach whatever their capacity is, which I hear it's like 20 something, I don't know, 20 something percent, mm-hmm. they, they'll cut it off. They'll say we're full for the day. And so we got our reservations a few weeks in advance. And yeah, I mean, for the most part, unless there's like an area where it's like really popular in that one area, it's a big park. So I saw things that I've never seen before. Like, you know, around like uh, Mexico, that's like a place where it kind Mm -hmm. of bottlenecks sometimes because it's like the entrance to the to the uh, world showcase on that one side. And I like turned the corner and looked and just as far as I could see, I didn't see anyone. Yeah, that's insane. It's kind of like that in time when like the I, I remember one time you know before all this happened we arrived on the like sky rail or whatever disney calls it but the bucket on the wire <laughs> through yeah. disney the new thing the sky tram um they have some strange name but it doesn't really matter um so we were going along that and we like arrived just as they were closing and they're like they're closing the gates up front so you got to go through and so we went through and it's like completely empty and, you know, before that, 
you know, I always went there and it was like shoulder to shoulder having to turn sideways, not run into people. I mean, it's just how it was, especially being, I think it was like a Friday night or something. I mean, you know how that is Friday, Saturday. It's like crazy in Epcot. It's like a party crazy. every night basically. Yeah. Cause there's just so many people there that enjoy the food, enjoy the drinking. It's just like a fun place for adults to hang out basically. <laughs> You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was kind of the same as what you're talking about then. And it's so weird. <laughs> so weird. I mean, and I enjoyed myself when we were like inside, uh, which uh, we we went on most of the rides in like a very short amount of time because the fact there was no line. Like the fact that yeah. Soren was just you walk on <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. Soren is always That's a good there. ride. Yeah. And, uh, this that was our experience the whole way through, just no weights, and uh, we just didn't have to really be close to anyone. And um, some of the uh, restaurants, uh, like the small restaurants, were closed because they like transformed yeah. the um, the seating areas into what they called relaxation zones, where they had these uh, social distance tables where they'd be like, "Okay, you can go here and you can stay there, and you can take off your mask and like take a breather and relax." And everything they called and so there were just these areas where you can go and take off your mask and just uh stay in there for a while catch your breath i guess but uh yeah pretty interesting anyways so dude moving <laughs> right along got anything going on this week anything uh, interesting happened to you um so in two weeks we'll be going to the beach so Awesome. We actually have to talk about that for the recording. <laughs> we'll have to figure oh, out. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> another day or record another yeah. day. I might even be able to. I don't know. I might be able to do it down there. But uh, so, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, yeah. My sister's birthday was this past weekend. So we celebrated that at her house. She just got a hot tub that she doesn't have the wiring done. So we couldn't plug it in. So uh, me and her son Rex were the only ones bold enough to go in the cold tub basically each night. So we're just—I was hanging out with my almost three-year-old nephew <laughs> each of the last two nights. Yeah, just splashing around and you know answering silly questions that three-year-olds have. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, like, what would you? Yeah, he's uh, a hoot. Yeah, with some. <laughs> I was—I was trying to explain to him why. What this is one, one funny thing. I was trying to explain to him why uh, Ruthie had put a hose in to the uh, tub to fill it up. And so he was of course messing with it and he would put it under the water and he'd be like, I can't see it. I can't see the water. <laughs> and then he would lift it up and it would be like spraying into the water. And you know, of course the air bubbles would be going down so you could see it like splashing through the water. And I'm like trying to explain to him like, so all this Rex is air and this is water. <laughs> and when you spray it down, it mixes and then you can see it. That's so cute. He didn't understand <laughs> it all, but it was funny, like trying to explain it to him. <laughs> the funny thing is, is like that was a pretty well prepared response because, like, a lot of those, you know, we asked that, you're like, well, of course, it's because, well, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be easy to, yeah. I'm like, you know, questions. bubbles, Rex, you know how you love bubbles. This is all bubbles, <laughs> but they're like in the water. <laughs> the questions you think of when you're, uh, yeah, young lad. he's funny. <laughs> well, anyways, happy birthday, Ruthie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, anyways, let's uh, jump into it and uh, talk about what we've been watching slash playing. Luke, you're up to bat. Okay. Start with a little bit of listening. Um, yeah. So my wife sent me this earlier today, and 
They're pretty good. Um, Novo Amor. So this is a, let me go back to his Wikipedia page. He is a Welsh performer, I believe. Um, right yeah, now. his name is Ali John Meredith Lacey. He's a Welsh multi-instrument singer, songwriter, sound designer, and producer. So he's kind of a do-it-all kind of dude. That's um, Yeah, he's been performing for a little while now, but he uh, he debuted back in 2014. Um, so he's very uh, Bonnie Vare. That pro- would probably be the most popular oh. artist that's very similar to him. Uh, I don't know if many people remember, but Bonnie Vare what, maybe four years ago now, won a Emmy, or not an Emmy, <laughs> a Grammy, <laughs> Grammy for his uh, his album. I can't yeah. remember the name of that album, but yeah, he's really good. So we, we've all been listening to him for a while, and uh, this guy sounds very similar and very chill melodies and yeah, just you know, I'm into good that. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Start listening to stuff. it right now. Um been listening to uh, i'll just give a quick shout out to two things that uh, can't drop this friday um acceptance came out with their ep it is quite good has a real killer's vibe to it uh a track i'd recommend off that the uh, ep is called wild in the i think the best track on the album is a son of the city it's just so good um and the naked and famous came out with their uh, new full-length album called recover these are both bands i've recommended on the show in the past and they both had new releases so it's a good friday of a uh, new music listening for me so yeah for some reason i missed that <laughs> like usually spotify will surface that kind of thing for me yeah um yeah i was looking through my new release but i did not see the acceptance i don't know why that didn't pop up for me every now like and that should have <laughs> that flies under the release radar yeah <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that would have been one I would have liked to have seen Friday. So, good pick. Yeah. Um, it is a pretty short list for me this week. <laughs> uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff around the house, not as much uh, gaming and watching. Um, so, but the big one that I had talked about before that we're just we're almost through the second season now is Alone. We finished the first season of that show and. Yeah, just really enjoyed it. I really enjoy the style. Like I said, it's it's just interesting, like kind of a glimpse into, you know, that each, each season has 10 people. So now we've kind of gone through 20 people now being in the second season. And each person brings such a unique perspective and, you know, history and all those kind of things kind of come up. They bubble up to the surface as these people are left alone for an extended period of time and they just go through, you really see this emotional evolution episode to episode. And, Mm. you know, they'll talk about traumatic things that happened to them. And sometimes those are reasons why they end up going home. I mean, one guy even ended up talking about the fact that his mother had cancer and he just found out right before he left for the show. This was like halfway through the season. It's like, are you kidding me? And he was one of the last three in the first season. It was just, I don't know. It was amazing. He, you know, he said his mom insisted that he go and like promised him to like not leave because of her. And, you know, so he's like this torn man between like, of course, like I want every moment with my mom because, you know, I may not even have her when I come back and, you know, I don't know when she's going to go. So I want every moment. And, and then of course him wanting to win because he promised her he'd, he'd stay. So 
Yeah, you know, it's a uh, it's interesting. It's a lot deeper than you might think when you just think of a survival show, but yeah. They do it in a cool way. It's very uh personal, I guess. You know, Naked and Afraid's a lot about, you know, the dynamics of two people and, you know, the emotional things about being naked and then of course the survival becomes like all of it later on, but this show is just so much about the mental. It's like the the people who don't know what they're doing, they kind of get eliminated like real soon you know in the first week and then like the rest of the people they pretty much know what they're doing you know they may not prosper the whole time but they're kind of fine but then like the mental aspect comes in and that's what i think i don't know it it interests me it draws me in more it's like man yeah like what would i do like it's just tough you know it's tough to be alone it just it changes everything even one person with you changes everything so yeah interesting i don't know just mental show so yeah the other game i i was going to play it and i thought i was going to play it before we got we got went on the air but it's grounded um it's kind of part of the xbox showcase it's one that you know it's been coming out long before this xbox showcase um but it comes out tomorrow so i have it downloaded i have it installed it's part of game pass and i'm excited to play it but i haven't played it but (laughs) i I just thought i'd throw it in here because i haven't watched much so that looks like a lot of fun. I definitely want to play that too. So if anybody doesn't know, it's a game basically that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and you're exploring the backyard and surviving. It looks like maybe there's some like platforming. I, I don't really know. I guess there's like some AI characters that like team up with you. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't know a lot about how the gameplay is going to go just from you know the teaser videos and just stuff I've read. So it looks Third interesting person, enough. Right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, that's what it, I guess it looked like in the videos. I don't know. I'll know a lot more tomorrow when I'm able yeah, to play yeah. it. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I think uh. it's 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 cool because it's an unexplored kind of category. You know, like there's games like it, but they're not set in that same setting. So I think it's kind of cool that it's unique. It's fun to 100%. have something, something new. So it's by Obsidian, which is just crazy. We'll, we'll talk about that some more, but it's yeah. just, it's such a game that's not in their wheelhouse. It's, it's more of like a game you think that would come from a studio like Rare, but yeah, Rare, you know. maybe Ubisoft, but yeah, I, or EA, I definitely appreciate, yeah. I appreciate that. Epic. Definitely EA, something like Unraveled. It's, it's very similar kind of yeah. style to that. So yeah, that's about it for me. Um, couple things here. I'm continuing to play Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, me and Amber are both actually playing that like an equal amount. Like we're both really enjoying it. Um, I'm usually not the kind of person who plays like an open world game and gets super distracted. I usually take spend like a little bit of time on like side quests and stuff like that, but I'm never like really distracted from the main plot. But this game, I am very much like, uh, ooh, what's over there? Which... Uh, mm-hmm for me, which says a lot about how the world is built and how the exploration is. And it makes me want to kind of go over to this new area because not only the game looks fantastic and I'm like, Oh, I just want to kind of see what this area looks like, but there's also perks involved in, um, in a potential like people you'll meet who will unravel new missions for you. And so it, they, there's a really great system of exploration in this game, but I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I'll again, report more once Sweet. I finish it, but I don't know when that's going to be because I'm taking my time with it. This is the last um, exclusive for this console. So uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm just going to kind of take my time with it and enjoy it, mm-hmm. um, which I am. Um I watched a movie that I've 
heard of but i've uh, never seen i kept hearing about it being a great zombie movie and that is train to busan that is a french not french movie sorry a uh, korean film which um I've never seen anything else by this guy. I think he also did The Host, which is another popular mm-hmm. Korean horror, horror film. Um, I believe. Hold on. Let me. I do know that this. one. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to say anything wrong here. Um, yeah, directed by uh, Sang Ho Yeon. Uh, no, not The Host. I'm sorry. He did a bunch of that. That is the director who, who did um, Parasite. This is another director. Uh, but basically, trained to Busan, it's a very uh, simple story of a father and daughter who are on a on a train to go see their her mother and uh the zombie apocalypse starts <laughs> and uh i think it's very good uh it's it's there's not too much to say about the plot because it's pretty straightforward but the the way it's done is i think um worth checking it out um it's a it, you know, when it got a zombie movie it's going to lean in a either that direction of grit kind of like uh just like The Walking Dead or something like that. It has There's, a very high budget look to it. It does. I think it's a very clean looking movie. It looks really good. It's filmed very well. Um, yeah. It doesn't look go- indie at all from the photo. No, no, I wouldn't even say it is. It's. Uh, I never got that feel from the movie. Maybe not high, high budget, but you know, mid range. Um, this is a more of an action film, uh, which. Uh, Honestly, I appreciate it. When I popped it in, and not popped it in, yeah, like I popped in a freaking VHS <laughs> when I hit play on uh, Amazon Prime. And I rewound the tape and then put <laughs> yeah. it back in the VHS. <laughs> Weird old vernacular sometimes just resurfaces. <laughs> um, I kind of was like, I don't really, I'm not in the mood for like a gore fest, you know? Like, I, I, I just wasn't in the mood for it and when the first zombie attacked i was like let's see what we got it's not that it's really not i mean it's probably rated r but it's not a gore is it more like world war z a little bit yeah i'd say i would say so it's more along those lines um but yeah i mean it's it veers more into action and uh it has a bit of a sentimental story to it a little bit you know the the father and daughter dynamic and kind of just the people who you meet on the train um you end up are kind of like on their side like the people it wants you to care about you are like yeah i want them to power through this uh but yeah check it out there's a lot they do really cool things which is a hard task to do cool things with zombies that you haven't seen a million yeah. times before. And, and I think it manages to do that. It's on Amazon prime. Um, I recommend it. It's a, it, it's a fun watch. I mean, not, it, you know, it's zombies, so it's not going to be entirely fun and happy go lucky. It's not a Disney movie. It's definitely, it's got some intense moments, right. but it's, uh, it's not like the kind of thing where you're like, like the last of us or walking dead where you're just like, Oh mm-hmm. my God, this is just too harrowing for me right now. Yeah. I think it's a pretty easy watch, but yeah, I recommend it. That's uh that's all I got, man. Um, shall we jump into our, our topic of the day? Let's do it. Let's do it. Many games, many games to talk about. Of course, uh, as we talked about last week, it's the Xbox game showcase. Um, which we which, weren't uh, completely sure what it was going to be, but it was exactly what they said it was going to be. It was yeah. not a lot of surprises. It was like, it was games. Yeah, games, games, games. Yeah. So, Luke, you are you know 
you are the biggest Xbox fan on the podcast between the two of us. <laughs> so yeah. uh, go Caleb ahead and got me hooked from day one. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and uh, give us your uh, general thoughts on the thing. And before we uh, go kind of game by game, I guess. Uh, I mean, overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought there was a lot of good things about it. Um, I was kind of hoping for a little more talk about the hardware, even if it was just, you know, a little bit in the beginning or a little bit in the end, just about, I don't know, maybe set a pre pre-order date. Um, you know, I mean, I know the price is like a sticky thing. Like I'd love to hear that, but I know that that's like them really waiting on Sony to like drop their price so they can drop theirs. I know that's what's kind of going on right now, but I don't know. It's like I said, I'm just kind of getting sick of it. I just want both consoles to just release already. Like let us pre-order. I just, I like having a long runway with that kind of thing. I just, I hate sitting around waiting for it. It's like, we already know what's happening. You've already told us the reasons why we need to buy it. You know, and this was part of that, but I just, I'm getting impatient. <laughs> it's the moral of what I'm saying. Um, but overall in the showcase, yeah, I, I, I wish it had had some of that, but I thought there was a lot of, a lot of good games, you know, and you, you always want more. I don't think that'll ever stop, but I thought there was quite a few games that really interested me and i said hey that might be a game i like we'll see you know a lot of trailers to where it either was only cinematic so you really don't know what the gameplay you know moment to moment is going to be um or at all in some of these games <laughs> um so yeah you know there's a lot i liked about it um i think the biggest takeaway of all of this whole thing was just how much game pass is taking the center stage in everything they're doing. And I'm just so glad that they're like reaffirming that and like really sticking to that. Like they're just going to add so many games. And I'm so excited that, you know, I can continue to have my, my ultimate game pass account and access this and access live. And yeah. I'm excited for that part. Probably the most. Yeah. I mean, uh, especially with your, your you are very quiet, Jordan. Oh, Is that me? Sorry, my Whoa. mic went. Whoa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Sorry, my mic went. <laughs> my uh, cord went loose. There you go. <laughs> Good. Um. So yeah, I, I I definitely agree, especially with your last point about um Game Pass, man. I think like that as far as price is concerned, I think uh, this showcase. Um, I think that that value proposition is the one they wanted to really drive home was the uh, yeah. the value proposition of Game Pass, which uh, it definitely, I stood to attention when they said, oh, no, yes, every game that we're showing today will be available on Game Pass. I was like, oh, holy crap. You know, and it's like you tend to forget that. That's just such a crazy thing. It's like, yeah. it's like with new game releases, you know, you're with the $60 and we're talking about the potential of them being even $70, maybe down the line. The, the fact that you pay a certain amount a month and get every new first party game that comes out and then some is just extraordinary. Um, you're getting right. quieter, Jordan. Really? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Might be there. That was, that's much better. I'm sorry. 
Um, but yeah, I think the uh, just at, with every game that was shown, which I think there are a lot of cool games that were shown. Some of them I w- had the feeling where I'm like, well, what is this game going to be? I don't really know. But there were a lot of those games that intrigued me. Like uh, we'll we'll go into each game, but uh, overall, I thought it was a a good showing. I thought it was good, even though I am with you. Is uh, I am really curious as to what they're going to do on a hardware level. Um, I I'm just yeah. that stuff excites me. Just like what it will be like to play on these new consoles. I really want to know like the sort of things they offer. Um, in a it's so a, long between transitions that it's like oh man. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> what's the new UI going to look like? And like, I don't know. Just what's... It affects so much of what you do. It's like, yeah, can't wait. Definitely. Um, all right. So um, I think before, this was, I thought this was, I'll just throw this out here. I thought this was interesting. Before it even started, they announced that they are going to get a Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, Echoes of the Lucid Age uh, Definitive Edition, which I think is really cool. And that's coming to Game Pass when it releases on Xbox One in September. That's really cool. Uh, that's not a game that's on Xbox yet. It December, was a... Right? December. Oh, is yeah. it December? Okay, yeah, December yeah. 4th. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great game. And it, this is the first time that they're getting the... Uh, that consoles other than the Switch are getting the uh, Definitive Edition. So that's really cool that... Uh, that they're getting that on mm-hmm. Game Pass. That's awesome. Um, so anyways, um, first game. First game when the show started in earnest, I guess. Halo Infinite. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I miss like right at the beginning. Um, um, so did it start straight off with um, Halo? Yep. Halo was the first So game. I went back and watched the whole trailer for Halo, but I, I actually watched it live, missed it live just right at the beginning, but. So yeah, I've seen all the Halo stuff. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what it looks like. I, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I, I'm always excited for Halo, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. I, I don't know if I was just like blown away. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's, it looks like it's going to be really cool to explore an open world. Um, I don't know. There's so many things I liked about Halo 5's multiplayer, um, but I enjoy, enjoy so much about the campaign, so I am kind of feel so removed from playing a Halo campaign in a while because I only played for a little while Halo 5, and I just didn't enjoy it that much, so I kind of just dropped off of it. So, you know, this was a real focus home campaign, and we haven't seen anything about multiplayer. Um, but, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot of changes. It's, it's a whole different engine. <laughs> you know, you're, it's a very... Uh, Master Chief focus story and there's several new weapons of course that grapple shot being like one of the biggest changes in weapons and like movement so that yeah. that certainly is interesting um I don't know about the protagonist it, I don't know it didn't it didn't grab me I guess it's some kind of a division of the covenant that have broken off and become I don't know <laughs> I'm not even that that up to date on uh, halo lore <laughs> Yeah, but I know. As far as I understand, that's that's what it is. So, you know, yeah, I I don't know. It's 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 hard to beat the first Halo. I, I always go back to that. So I think it's cool that they're going back there, but 
Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to beat it when you, when you're there for the first time and experiencing that all for the first time. But I think that the one thing that I am excited about is just the open world. I think that's a, that's a cool dynamic and we'll see if that takes away or adds to that whole experience, but it'll be interesting to see what that does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, when they did show the map, I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, open world. For some reason, I I, just, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting it for some reason. And so when they showed that, I was like, oh, okay. So that's what they're doing. Cool. Um, it, it's interesting that as far as the campaign is concerned, it does seem like they're doing like a soft reboot to say like, okay, this is in that same universe. But okay, Master Chief went to sleep. <laughs> the world went to hell. And and so now we have this new new baddie who kind of was the one pulling the trigger and so everything else you don't really have to worry about too much just fight this guy and save the world again you know is what it seems i mean sure like arbiter could pop up or Locke could pop up or whatever in the middle of the thing and you're like okay well i guess not but it seems like that's what they're doing to me um which is I mean, for what we're talking about, a good thing because we're kind of uh, more uh, getting more detached from what they're doing yeah. wise. Because, <laughs> like, I remember I played, I, I'm with you. I I, I didn't uh, finish the campaign of five, I played one through three, four's campaign. And so I have no idea. I don't know where Cortana is at this point. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, apparently she fell off somewhere along the road. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not up to date. So. <laughs> she fell off the back of the truck somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure it's going to be fun. It's just the the gameplay itself was such a great evolution in five. So I will say that, like, mm-hmm. it's not that they've three four three has dropped the ball or any. <clears throat> excuse me, has dropped the ball or anything. It's just it's tough because you know we we're such fanboys for the old game and yeah. so yeah it it it'll it'll i always have trouble with sequels it's just especially when the first game was so good and you know this is now six seven games you know away from the original so mm-hmm. i do like that they seem to be grounding the game and not sending it in the call of duty <laughs> direction <laughs> where like i don't know you know Probably a lot of people who listen to this aren't old enough to know that Call of Duty used to be just a normal shooter, and then it became space jumping and jetpacking and yeah, everyone could fly, Fortnite dancing, over the place. and yeah, like just ridiculous. Are they doing the dancing? So, are they doing the dancing? Oh yeah, there's tagging and there's like emotes, but oh boy, yeah, I mean it's just it's silliness. So I'm glad that Halo didn't go in that direction because it easily yeah. could have in this one, like you know, and I. I guess we don't know what the multiplayer is going to be like, but I have a feeling from the things I've heard said that, you know, that that's not going to happen. They, they aren't going in the battle Royale mode. They've already made that yeah. clear. So it's probably going to be, you know, some small evolution of what Halo five did because you would have to be living under a rock to not realize that everybody really liked what Halo five did in the multiplayer. And mm-hmm. it seems like three, four, three has a pretty good ear to the uh, community to listen to what you know that heartbeat is for just the gameplay that they want so yeah i'll be interested to see what the multiplayer is and you know that's probably the biggest thing i'm excited about but i'll definitely play the play the uh, campaign assuming it's fun (laughs) oh yeah um it's funny that like with a lot of these games they're being launch games uh well all we got is holiday 2020 because they 
they've yet to reveal the release of when the yeah. Series X is coming. All they could say is holiday 2020, mm-hmm. even though like most games <laughs> would have been announced months and months and months yeah. ago. But because of the fact that it's a launch game and they don't want to reveal their the console's launch date, they're <laughs> holding that back. Holiday is not far, man. I mean, it's a couple months away. Practically in August. <laughs> it is just a so, couple months. Yeah. So that's it's, it's interesting. It is crazy. Uh, next up is uh, State of Decay three, uh, CG rendered trailer. It was a you know good trailer, but yeah, yeah, it did. It it really just had me wondering. Like I've really enjoyed State of Decay. I've played both of them, mm. and to me, like the biggest thing I want out of State of Decay is I just want it to be much deeper. Like the base building is so cool, but I want that like story mode to like be meaningful and to like I don't know make it gritty like make it Resident Evil-y and then like have the base building almost be like a part of it and then you go into like I don't know maybe a closer down third person for the story part so it's like a little more scary it's yeah I think that could be cool it's it's a cool world that I think they've set up with State of Decay it 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 does something a little different than any of the other games do with the base building and the permadeath. And yeah. So I just, I think if you got like a better writer on the team, you know, they could write, I don't know, something like, you know, resident evil seven story, like something just gritty and (laughs) Mm. maybe not that scary, but uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of places to go there. And I, and I wonder you know, I, I, obviously this is a teaser and, you know, they're trying to show zombie animals, all that stuff. Um, but I just, I wonder, are they trying to say like, this is going to be more of an intimate story where we're going to have like a protagonist that has like a meaningful history, you know, backstory and like things that happen. So I don't it's know. so probably, hard, probably not, but <laughs> that's what the, I would the, like. The most classic example is that first trailer for the first Dead Island. It's ages ago, but I remember it was a very emotional trailer. It looked like you were going to get this very like intimate and emotional game, and then it turned mm-hmm. out to just be definitely not that. Just completely not representative of what the game was to come. So it's hard to say always, or it could be a change in, in course, but we'll, we'll see. There's no release uh, date given with this one, or release window, I should say. Yeah. Um, Forza it's Motorsports. probably a while out. I, I'd imagine the ones they're not giving release dates for which next year would probably be a good guess. But I think knows. two only came out last year. So, Oh, wow. That's really soon to announce the sequel. I think it did. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it being real, relatively uh, not, too, not too long ago. So that is crazy. Um, yeah, and there was a Forza Motorsports, uh, which all that, they said that was all in engine. And that looked fantastic as far as uh, how it looked. I mean, driving games are, you know, for driving fans, they're great. But for everyone else, it's a tech demo. You know what I mean? You see it and you're like, ooh, that looks really pretty. Yeah, I'm like, I enjoy sports games, you know, whether it's driving games or Madden games or NBA 2K. I, I don't mind playing those games, but... I don't know. Those games never, those teasers for those games never really get me excited. Like I enjoy a good FIFA. Like I would consider myself a sports game fan, but man, like I, I can completely see if you don't like sports games at all, like you have no reason to want to watch that. And like I said, even for me, it's like, eh, okay. 
it's cool that there's another one coming out, but we've reached a point where the graphics, I feel like they've almost plateaued, you know, year to year for the last maybe three or four years. They look good. You know, they look good, but they don't look that much better than the year before. You know, they look marginally better. And the, the racing games, you know, I would say the racing games even look better than Madden because it's just, it's easier to render a car than it is to render a person with all their facial yeah, expressions. Definitely. So, um, yeah, the racing games, they look great, but like I said, they've reached a point where it's like, that looks great. And so did last year's yeah. Forza. <laughs> and yeah. so did, you know, Horizon. Like, I enjoyed that game. It looked great, but there's not a lot else you can do. Once you get the mud effects splashing up and you get weather, like, that's what our world is like. <laughs> like yep, exactly. Other than like following the person into their home and eating a sandwich, <laughs> a sandwich simulator, the uh-huh. mini game, <laughs> or he goes down to the pub and hold X to drink beer. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, what else are you going to do? <laughs> it's always going to be more, uh, more fun to see like a, um, a fantastical world brought to life than, uh, than something a little bit more realistic. Even with yeah. games like, this is something I've noticed, a lot of people are going on and on about how good Ghost of Tsushima looks, and it does, but, I mean, game like Red Dead 2 and Last of Us probably is definitely technically better and looks a lot more realistic, but it's the fact that you look at it and you're like, oh my God, that looks so good. And then you just kind of move on because you're like, it just looks so real. Yeah. But when you have something fantastical put in front of you, you're like, ooh, for longer duration and mm-hmm. and, I, and i guess with a lot of these sports games like 2k and madden you just don't as you said you just don't see the grass grow you know it's every yeah. year it's just these no. those incremental improvements you just don't see it <laughs> and and this would be the year that you would hope to see it you know but we we've also reached a point at which like streaming video can only so sh- show yeah. so much and you really need like a $2,000 TV with like, you know, mini LED and HDR and 8K mm-hmm. to be like, wow, now that looks better. <laughs> yeah. And then where do you go from there, right, Jordan? Where do you exactly. go after 8K HDR <laughs> mini LED? Like you, you, it's like you've said before, it's like I'm seeing in HD. Like how much more can I see? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I guess that's VR, but I mean, you know, only that's arguable whether or not that adds to the experience. So, <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? But yeah, I definitely agree with these the streams. Like, regard, it's been a long time since I've seen a stream and haven't like played it. Be okay, this looks better, you know, for the most part, you know. Yeah. Um, Ever Wild was the next one. This is a rare game. I thought the art style on this one just looks so cool. It's a very pretty looking game. Um, yeah. Not really sure what's going on, but I know I want to play it. That's really <laughs> kind of it. It's very confusing. The whole like dialogue and everything. It's like, what? Yeah. And even what she said, like when the developer came out at the end and like talked about it, I was like, you're not really saying much <laughs> about I have nothing to say. And ex- so I'm going to say things. <laughs> yeah. We're excited to We show hope you, you enjoy more. our game. Yeah. Things. Please, please be excited. <laughs> But yeah, just the art style, just to me, it was like, oh, that's neat. It's unique. Yeah, very striking. Um, it's good, uh, of course, good to see Rare do more things. Of course, they did Sea of Thieves, uh, but it's good to see the their new project. Um, tell, 
tell me why ain't nothing but a heart ache <laughs> all right no they're just so they're strange uh, yeah it's like a drama yeah i mean i i want to like these kind of games like i really do i've tried to get into some of them like uh walking dead and uh detroit what, life is strange very similar to that yeah it looks exactly like something like life is strange even amber like tried to get into the life is strange and she played like a few hours but she kind of just fell off and that's kind of how i do i just play for a bit i'm like wow this is really good yeah. and then for no fault of the game i just fall off them because like i just lose interest i'm looking to do something more uh interactive i guess <laughs> yeah i don't know it's like i see the trailers for life is strange and i'm like that looks very interesting it looks like you know, a pretty cool movie, but yeah, I just I don't feel motivated enough to play them. So I don't know. I feel bad. I know that you know those developers work super hard, and everybody mm-hmm. says those are good games, but I guess they're just not for me. It's always weird when uh, when they're showing these games off at these big conferences. I just don't get why PlayStation did it too, uh, and with that uh, one animated looking game, that's going to be a one of those story games and i'm just like huh i mean i guess i guess they have their fans i guess that will be excited about them yeah i don't know yeah i feel bad it's just it's not for me though it's not my taste Uh uh-huh um i i thought this was very much worth bringing up uh ori and the will of the wisps so this is a game that's out i'm actually still playing this game Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's out but what i i appreciated uh this where they talk about what the upgrades are yeah, this is one that I feel bad because I'm sure they worked really hard on this game, but it's a game that you play and you're pretty much done, right, Jordan? I mean, I just don't know how many people are going to be enjoying this come, you know, holiday of this year. Agreed. Like, it, it, <laughs> like it, it, it's not a game that I think has any replayability. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I mean, I haven't played it, but from what I've heard, like, it's a really great game. You have this experience. You're blown away. You love it. And then you move on with your life. I mean, it's, it's like That's a lot how of games. I am, at least. That's how I am with it. When it comes to these, uh, like, a, you know, side scroller kind of, um, you know, Metroidvania or whatever you want to call them. I do them and I don't really come back and until, unless it's one of those things where I'm like, man, that was so good. Several years have passed. And I just want to go back to it because, yeah. wow, that was a good game. But it's not like I'm going to be like, all right, let's go again. I'm going to hundred percent it. That's just not me when it comes it's to this so different from a game as a service which i'm a big fan of yeah so <laughs> you know you you come out with 120 frames on i don't know a player unknowns battlegrounds or something like <laughs> that's gonna get my attention because that yeah. game looked terrible and if you tell me it looks really good i might come back to it so you know i think this is so cool and i'm sure this game will look beautiful i mean from yeah. what I've heard, it looks beautiful now so it's so cool that 120 frames, like that's what I want. Like, it blows six, my mind. 60 sounds awesome, but I see a lot of streamers on PC playing at 120, and it's just that must be amazing, especially in a shooter. It must just yeah. be so much easier to like spin and shoot when you have all the frames, no blur. Yeah, it's just 120 wild. is just so cool. That's it's really cool too that they're doing that to uh just they're up how they're upgrading their games with that much attention being like we're really yeah. like focusing on this because I, I like that that's something i love you know that i'm i hope playstation does that too because xbox has been doing that with some of their 360 games with uh well the other thing is this is moon One. studio they're not owned by xbox so yeah 
that's pretty cool that Moon would you know be willing to do that mm-hmm. for the Xbox. Uh, next up, we got a DLC for the Outer Worlds called uh, Peril on Gorgon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will uh, is correct me if I'm wrong. This will probably be free with Games Pass, right? I would assume they said fifteen dollars, but I I don't know for sure. You know, it's hard to it, say. There's no promise that the DLC will be a part of things in Game Pass. There's been like the Hitman I've played. I've told you about that on Game Pass, and the DLC was not included, so it's not guaranteed. But um, I believe this developer is part of Xbox Game Studios. Do you know? I think so. Private division. They got it day one on uh, Game Pass. I'd uh, I'd imagine. I think your cord is uh, playing games Uh, with you again, Jordan. Tugging the thing. I need to chill out. Yeah, that it, I think there was some sort of deal. I'm not sure if they are a part of the game studio, though. I'm not sure about that. I'll have to look into it. I thought that they had developed the Outer Worlds before they got bought by Microsoft. Mm, okay. Oh, this is this is Obsidian. Okay. Oh, that's right. Is this it? is Obsidian. That's right. Duh. Bah. I think they did it with... Um, cooperation from the private division i think they helped produce it or something i see okay yeah the publisher is private division the uh developer is obsidian so ah yeah so so yeah i mean being that it's obsidian i would i would assume that it's in it would be right in there in game pass probably um okay uh grounded as you we talked about a little bit that's that's uh what they showed next and i, I thought the trailer was funny how you're like if you're looking for the biggest yeah, uh and they're so like great. wait so for cyberpunk but I know. Want- and they had the logo and everything it's great yeah <laughs> and cyberpunk <laughs> on twitter their account was like i see you it was uh, <laughs> that was i gotta check don't out play me. this game wait for the <laughs> cyberpunk this is a teaser to uh, Obsidian's next big project, which uh, they didn't really show much about, all the, other than that it's like a first-person fantasy RPG. It was Avowed. So this is my my game of the whole thing. Okay. This is this is definitely the one that I had when we had talked before about like what I was hoping to see from this. I, this is what I was hoping to see: brand new IP where they're trying something big. They're going for it. You know what we can kind of assume is going to be like a Skyrim esque game, yeah. Um, from Obsidian, who I will remind everyone they made what was one of my favorite RPGs, which was uh, Vegas, New Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, Fallout New Vegas, and that's that was a great RPG. So I haven't played all of Obsidian's games, but I did play that, and so I'm excited for what they could do. Because if they can make a Fallout style game, maybe they can make an Elder Scrolls style game. Yeah. If uh, Bethesda isn't going to jump on that ship for God knows how long, maybe uh, Obsidian will. That would be great. Bethesda and, uh, better better watch out. <laughs> seriously, I mean, there's a lot of people who like Outer Worlds more than, like, say, Fallout Four, and certainly, you know, Fallout seventy six. So. I think yeah. I might be in that crowd. There were so many things that went wrong with Fallout that just frustrated mm-hmm. me beyond belief. Like like I told you, I got stuck in this part in the story where I couldn't finish it. I had like accidentally shot someone, so they just attacked me every time I came back. And yeah. I didn't have a save that was like anywhere near that area. So it was like, I'm not going hours back 
to start. So I just stopped playing the story. It's just glitchy garbage like that. That just, it gets you frustrated at a game. So mm-hmm. the other yeah. wilds didn't have any of that. No, it was a much tighter experience. Other obviously. worlds. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. There's already so many, <laughs> there's already outer wilds. <laughs> oh goodness. Call it peril on Gorka. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as dust falls is the next one they talked about. This one's crazy, man. Yeah. Have you ever seen an art style like this? It's almost like weird, a realistic comic book style almost, but had a 3d three dimensional aspect to it with like cell shading almost in it, but it like Mm -hmm. looks like pictures. Yeah. Very interesting. I'm not, it's again, one of these, uh, interactive dramas. Um, so yeah. Probably not my kind of game, but just the art style. It's like, and there's like, I'm watching the trailer again. There's like one part where it like pans up over the cop cars, but it's like full motion. But then there's other parts where it's that, you know, like stop motion fading weirdness. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it looks interesting enough that I might just play it. I mean, heck, it's on Game Pass. So why not? But why not? I might just play it just to like see the art style. It just is so unique. I've never seen something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So it was striking like that. It's too bad it's an interactive drama. (laughs) (laughs) That's its big fault. (laughs) Um, This this isn't really really any sort of reveal. It was a Hellblade. They just kind of showed it off again and just said that. Revealed that it was a nice one. Yeah. That they, I guess, got a lot of shots there and based a lot of their 3D models off of Iceland Train, which is cool. Which is what they did for uh, Forza Horizon 4. Mm. I kind of went not this studio, but I'm saying like um, Playground, I think it is, who does uh, Forza Horizon. They like went there. They had a whole team like take all these time lapses of the sky to like help with the weather and like make the clouds look amazing. So I think it's really it's really cool when the teams do this. I think it makes the game that much better. You're completely cut off now, Jordan. Goodness gracious, man! I'm have sorry, to invest in a new cord for you, my friend. I have one. I just need to swap it out. I've just been lazy, I guess. <laughs> um, Psychonauts 2 coming out next year. Um, it focused around Jack Black's involvement. And uh, Yeah, they did <laughs> quite a bit. It's like a split screen with him singing and the yeah. game. Um, I did not know. If, is the first one a musical? I did not know. <laughs> I haven't played it. Apparently there's a lot of big fans of this from yeah. what I hear on the internet, but yeah, I don't know anything about waiting. the psychonauts. Um, it looked fun. I mean, <laughs> it's definitely an, uh, uh, the one of those old, older 3d platformers kind of like inspired by a lot of like the Nintendo 64, um, and, uh, kind of yeah. that era, um, which, uh, is cool. I like that era. And, uh, Jack Black is always an entertaining performer. It's crazy how good a voice he has. It's like he's so comedic, you forget. You're like, man, he this guy can sing. He's a good yeah. singer. It's it's funny. Jack Black always to me, he has the voice that he wants to have. <laughs> That's what I like love about yeah. him. It's like he wants to be this like hair rocker. So he like makes himself do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like huh? It's like some people, it's just like they sing and that's just how they, they sound. You know, they sound like Alice in Chains or something. But it's like Jack Black is trying to do it, but he's also succeeding at doing it. It's, it's funny how that works out for him. That is really funny. He's, yeah, he's killing it. 
um, Destiny 2. The, this one was a little bit more explicit that its expansion will be coming into Game Pass. They, they kind of made that more clear during this presentation. Beyond Light, I believe is what it's called. Yeah, this is really cool. So I think one of the coolest things is that all the expansions will be coming to Game Pass. So mm-hmm. you can get you know, updated on, you know, play through all that, kind of update yourself before the Beyond Light comes out in September. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. So I, I'd, I'd love to see the Destiny world. It's such a pretty game. I would love to see it in the optimized Xbox Series X version. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. Man, just the fact that you can play these old games straight on your new console is like... Love it. Oh, thank God. Because it I was know. such a nightmare, you know, when we were moving from... 360 to Xbox One, PS2 to PS3, PS3 to PS4. But yeah, it's just oh, it's such a nightmare having to buy games and oh, I can't play with you. Sorry, I'm on Xbox One now. I can't play with you on 360. Ugh, Ugh it's the worst. But I yeah. think we're in a very different world than we were back in 2013. Thank God. Thankfully, Sony messed that up more than anyone. I remember it gets getting the PlayStation 4 pretty early and being like, I have very few things to play on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was similar on Xbox One, man. I remember yeah. it was like Call of Duty Ghosts was like one of the <laughs> only things I had to play. The yeah. Dark Ages. <laughs> Seems like so long ago. Uh, Stalker 2. I don't know anything about this. I don't either. I thought it kind of looked interesting. You know, I don't know if... I don't know. It's it's obviously got you know Resident Evil kind of vibes to it. I, yeah, like the, the trailer didn't really show any gameplay, but I don't know. It set a cool mood, so I think yeah, Xbox in general could use more of those like survival horror games that I would say I'm a pretty big fan of. So I hope yes. this is this is good, and to be able to just play them day and date on Game Pass, you know. I probably should just stop saying this, but it's the fact that I don't have to spend $60 on a game that, you know, I'm not sure I would want to buy. It's just, it's so cool because, hey, why not play it? Again, it's a big point here. I mean, uh, that's just, I, I think it's still just so crazy that all of this, it's just, that's pretty remarkable. Um, Warhammer, 40,000 uh, Dark Tide. I, I don't know anything about Warhammer. Yeah, I don't know much about this. It was a neat <laughs> cinematic trailer. Yeah, it looked cool. And, you yeah. know. Uh, this is weird. Tetris Effect. Oh, no. Tetris Effect Connected. So this is... Uh, okay. COVID Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's what it seems to me. I mean, this is a game that's out, and I guess it's just a new version of that coming uh, exclusively to Xbox, at least at launch. Um, Apparently, a lot of people like this Tetris Effect. I've yep. I've heard I've heard before when it first came out a lot of people were enjoying it. I'm not mm-hmm. the biggest puzzle gamer, so I didn't play a lot of it. Neither am I. I like I like puzzle games as like a passing kind of like a thing to do, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on on one. But hey, cool. More like as a phone game kind of thing. Yeah, or every now and then there's like a couple that are released on the Switch. Sometimes I'll start it and i'll just play a little bit of it and it's like some of the free ones that's involved in like the uh super nintendo library but yeah anyways (laughs) uh the gunk so hold on i I don't even remember this one yeah this is very like okay 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Like platformy, cartoony. Um, yeah, it reminds me of uh, like Ratchet and Clank kind of thing, probably. Yeah, um, I don't know why. I just kind of glazed over on this one. Uh, it just it yeah. could be cool. I just reason it just didn't. Uh, it didn't hold my attention or like, like didn't remember it. I don't know why, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's just my, it's not in my purview of games that I play typically. So, you know, mm-hmm. just like, I mean, this could be the greatest ratchet and clank, you know, for instance, yeah. as being like one of the better things of this. And it's just like, Oh, looks cool. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not going to play this kind of game anyways. So, so the medium was uh, this is the second time we've seen this. We saw this in the last one, but this mm-hmm. time we're actually getting like the gameplay footage, and I think it looks really cool. I mean, uh, horror, yeah, um, third person, kind of, yeah. It, it, the one big selling point of this game is the fact that they load in. It's this is SSD stuff. So this is holiday. Well, it's coming holiday twenty twenty. So I don't know if it's SSD stuff because it's presumably going to come to Xbox One as well but the either way it, it loads like two realities at once and so they say you're playing them through them simultaneously so you're able to look at them like split screen is what it seems yeah, we keep like. having this conversation i think you know it's, it's confusing xbox's response but i think what it is is that just a handicapped version is going to come to xbox one where you gotcha. can play the story you just can't do as cool of things with it So, you know, it's like we've designed it for the utmost thing. Like they've said, we've designed it for the best platform and it's just going to be awesome on this. But if Mm -hmm. you do only have an Xbox one, you can play it, (laughs) but maybe you have to sit there and wait on it to load the switch, you know, to switch to the other mode or something. I don't know. They probably will do something. There are certain games on this uh, in this presentation that I did realize that when they were talking about them, they did not say Xbox One. Yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of them that did, but some of them definitely just said Xbox Series X and Windows 10. Um, yeah, or, but they have said it in the past, so that's what makes it so confusing. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it's hmm. I I am curious. Maybe it's the fact that it's not a uh, xbox exclusive maybe xbox exclusive games i don't know either i I don't know um, i don't know either it is kind of confusing um next up was uh next genesis fantasy star online 2 uh this seems like it would be in my wheelhouse (laughs) but it's not uh yeah (laughs) fantasy star uh, online was out on this uh uh, I believe the Dreamcast, and it was like one of the early online mm-hmm. games for consoles, yep. and I, I never got that. into it. And it was a big deal when the Fantasy Star t- uh, Online Two came out for the Xbox One. But uh, you know, I missed the boat on the first one, so I <laughs> I don't know much about the franchise. I, I must say, uh, but so this like mechs, I guess. I suppose this. I don't know if this is a sequel to or an expansion to the uh, on online too or if it's i don't know what it is but it's coming out like next year i think so before we get all the way down to our list we missed one up at the top that i thought kind of looked interesting Ooh. it's exo mecca um that's one that's coming to 2021 it's a free-to-play game um but 
I don't know. That game looks really cool to me. It looks like you're like living out the like Pacific Rim, <laughs> basically Ooh, as like I a I soldier. So yeah, it's kind of right at the top of our list. Um, but yeah, it's free to play, so I assume that it's going to be. Ooh. You know how free to play games are versus like triple A games. You know they're a little chintzier on the graphics and stuff, but I think just the idea of like mechs fighting is so cool and i i don't feel like there's that many games that do that so i think it looks cool looking at it i think it looks pretty yeah. pretty fun it almost um, looks like a giant arena that you're like fighting in with like mm. all different kinds of crazy mechs it's like everybody is the uh power rangers when they morph <laughs> <laughs> exactly um crossfire x uh first person shooter um, let's see. I mean, it looks really nice as far as the visuals are concerned. Uh, so a beta came out for this for oh. the multiplayer and I signed up and promptly forgot about it. I guess oh, no. I'm used to getting emails or something about it. So I definitely wanted to try it, but I did not, unfortunately. So this is the first like campaign information we've gotten from Crossfire. They've they kind of led with their multiplayer. They're kind of doing the opposite of what Halo's doing. Mm. So uh, yeah, I think I think at least from the sentiment I've heard from the few people I listen to, um, you know, they kind of thought this game was going to be only about multiplayer. So it's interesting to see that like seems like they're trying to do a Call of Duty, you know, pretty deep you know what 15 20 hour story you know, whatever 12 hour <laughs> um so yeah looks interesting looks like there's some depth there hopefully some yeah. good writing sweet that's coming sometime 2020 um that's all that's mm-hmm. all i have here in the article so it's coming this year i guess the campaign is in the, the full game i guess i mean to say yeah um and then we had our one more thing um which, we uh, had a thing where they just said that like all the all the games oh, that were yeah, already yeah, on yeah. there, Sea of Thieves and all that, were going to be optimized. But uh, which is great. Yeah, I, I guess you would kind of assume that, <laughs> being that they're first person, first party games, you kind of yeah. just hope for that. But it's nice that they confirm that. But yeah, they literally said, and there's one more thing. <laughs> yeah, stealing from Apple. <laughs> <laughs> and one more thing, uh, Fable. It's a CG trailer, but uh, we did a game that's probably a ways away. I'd, I'd imagine, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of usually what you get with the little one more thing, right? Y- yes and no. I will say that I remember listening to a Playground Games studio head talking in an interview saying that they had been busy at work on their next project. Hmm. And that was probably a year, year and a half ago. So... I would definitely say it's going to be a while, but I wouldn't be all that surprised if it was coming out next fall. Okay. So just my guess. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, it was a pretty looking trailer and I think fable is a, a, a category of a game that just isn't around as much. And so I think the fact that it's a coming is going to scratch an itch that I think a lot of people want something between 
like a Final Fantasy or a Skyrim. Mm-hmm. So like a third person action doesn't mm-hmm. take itself quite as seriously. Um, fantasy world. And I think that's uh, pretty exciting. That is, this is one of the ones that it's definitely a series X or windows 10 exclusive, at least from the marketing mm-hmm. I mean, that could be different, but probably far enough away that it's, you know, they're trying to phase out the, the ones, I guess, after at, at that point. Yeah. Well, that and that was actually interesting. So we were at Target just this weekend, and I noticed that there are no PlayStations, there are no Xboxes, and there are no Switches in stock at all. Wow. So I, I don't know if that's just all the companies pulling back on their stock. I, I don't know why Nintendo would do that, um, but it could very well just be that Nintendo's selling that well. Yeah, Nintendo's out. So they're just not not in stock. But uh, mm-hmm. I did find it interesting. I had, I had heard that the Xbox had pulled the plug on the Xbox Series X or the Xbox One X and that they were no longer offering any stock. You know, whatever the stores had, they had. Um, and somebody online was saying that's probably because the Series S is going to be announced and then that will kind of take the place of the Xbox One X as mm. the better than Xbox One X, but you know lesser than the Series X. Um, so I see. We'll okay. see about that. But what what did perplex me is why the PlayStations were gone because I hadn't heard any announcements about them pulling back on them stocking. But it could honestly, all of it just could be, be a coronavirus related thing, just in general. Whereas all the supply lines are having trouble from all the companies. So I think that's a factor. I think that is a factor. I mean, it would be hard, very hard to imagine it's not. You know, yeah. It's just, it puts strain on everything. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about, uh, I, know, yeah, I know Xbox, as you said, Series X and, uh, not Series X, One uh, X and the SAD yeah. is uh, going away. Um, but I haven't heard anything about the, you know, the PlayStation. You'd think there'd be One S's though. Yeah. Yeah, One S I think is here at least for now. Um, PlayStation, I haven't heard anything, but uh, I can imagine that maybe they might pull their Pro model uh, at some point. Um, just you know, and just keep their cheaper, like slim model around. I, I, maybe who, who knows? Uh, but yeah, I wonder if sales and consoles are just up in general because people are at home. Because it seems like because that I think there's at least two different targets that I've gone to, and that's been the case where the cases have just been completely empty. I think that's a big factor in it too. Just the fact that yeah, games of all the, the industries being hurt right now, video games are seeing a surge. Yeah. <laughs> are the opposite of being hurt. It's the opposite. They yeah. are really, you know, <laughs> helping people fill their time at home. So yep. uh, they're experiencing a lot of success. Uh, I would say so. That's why, you know, yeah. like we didn't really talk about that. But it was big news because, you know, the, the biggest fear was that uh, PlayStation wouldn't be able to fulfill all the pre-orders or whatever and have a lot of uh, stock and they're upping their their uh, shipping amount for like the end of the year is apparently what they're saying. And that's all been con- uh, all but confirmed. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's good news for video games. I mean, obviously bad news for the rest of the world. But yeah, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. But yeah, that was the uh, that was the presentation. I thought all in all, I thought it was pretty solid. Absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm excited to play all these games. <laughs> More excited by the fact that I'm not going to have to deal out sixty bucks a pop. So yeah, that is that again. I don't think it can can be understated how 
crazy that is. And the fact that they are like saying, no, 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 this is what we're doing. You know, they have not pulled back on it. They've intensified their focus on Game Pass. And that's uh, very awesome. Definitely. But yeah, I think that uh, about does it for our show. Thank you all so much for listening. If uh, uh, you would like it and if you enjoy the show, there's a couple things you could do. You can give us a review on iTunes. A five-star review would be awesome. Help us out, say some nice things. And also check out uh, the link down below for our Patreon. Uh, check out what the options are, whether it's a dollar, five, ten, whatever you can do. Uh, no times are hard, but we appreciate whatever you can offer to us. And uh, But thank you most of all for listening. And uh, Luke? Uh, one more thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and one more thing. Tenet has a date. Yes, it does. So get excited because we're reviewing the crap out of that movie. Yeah, we are. The ever-living Tenet will be released at the end of August in the rest of the world, and we freaking have to wait until (laughs) Labor Day weekend, which I think is like the 7th or something. It's weird because Regal released a thing that said it was coming out the 1st, but then all the other outlets that I'm reading – Variety, Verge, CNET are saying Labor Day weekend. So I don't know if they were just rounding Labor Day weekend, which is like the seventh into the first. I-